Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We spoke earlier today to Mike Hodgson, CEO of Sarabi Gold. They're a gold producer with assets in Brazil. And if you want our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. You can also find detailed company reports, market commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities. There's also training videos on there. There's summaries of other interviews that we've done. And there's a big thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. And if you go there now and sign up for the waitlist, you get a seven-day free trial. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Very well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. But I haven't been to Brazil like you have. So how are things over there? Well, uh, pretty pretty good, actually. I was obviously a bit apprehensive uh, about uh, about the trip. But uh, uh, we've got a team over there now, a few guys, and uh, got sight and... Uh, it was obviously I haven't been there for such a long time. Any of us, it was it was uh, we were reliant on sort of you know information from our management, etc. Yeah. Uh, we have regular meetings, but you can't beat seeing it with your own eyes. So uh, getting out there and you know um, a lot of positives. Uh, obviously, like everyone, we've 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 obviously had our issues with the whole pandemic for the last sort of six or eight months. But you know, it was pleasing on the eye. Good to get there. The country itself, I think, seems to be coping really well. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the press which I think is a bit unfair. Uh, does you don't certainly see it? Uh, and um, uh, dare I say, I think the UK could learn quite a lot about the way Brazil's dealing with this crisis. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> Let's not talk about the UK's response to COVID. Uh, it might be another hour here. But look, I did want to. I, I called you up because I saw the press race this morning. Obviously, it's it's. You know, it's, it's it's kind of kind of a mixed bag, it seems to me. And I think, you know, I'm I'm wondering how the market will react. I mean, what's your take on it? For instance, the first number I saw there was, you know, production isn't quite what you thought it would be. Well, I I think you know, at the end of the day, we th- we thought Q3 might be a bit like Q2, and I said as I written the press release, the reality is the pandemic probably had sort of it, 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 it had bigger teeth in Q3 than it did in Q2 in in Brazil, uh, and that was probably good for us because it allowed us in Q2 to really prepare ourselves a little better for Q3. I think if we hadn't, we, we, we could have had even, a, could have had a really tough time in Q3. And I don't think the result in Q3 is that bad at all. You know, all right, we thought we might be able to achieve more than 8,000 ounces. We didn't quite get there. Uh, but at the end of the day, pretty credible result, I think. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, people, investors, well, will be pleased the way we've gone about this. We've managed to keep operations fairly normal. Uh, and we'll all remember that going into 2020, we were really positioning the company to really take advantage uh, of of, uh, of of our of our resource and reserve, etc. We installed the the ore sorter. We'd started drilling to really grow the resource because the plan always was to really build up the uh, the the mining rate and actually have a much greater mining rate than plant rates. And the idea was we were going to overmine. Uh, produce a nice big stockpile and feed that ore sorter to make sure the, uh, the the best 500 tons per day in our plant constrained operation would be the result. Unfortunately, you know, the pandemic came along. No one could see that. We had to suspend drilling, uh, but we kept going. Uh, and the fact that we actually did position the company did mean that we actually have been able to maintain a, a decent level of production out of the mine, not as much as we wanted, 
but a decent level of clutch And I'll say this, the plant has never run out of ore. That plant has never run out of ore. We've got pretty pretty close, but we are in the situation now where we are a pretty much producing out the mine what, what the plant can take. So we've lost that facility to cherry pick the grades. We always overmined, had more plant, more mine capacity than plant capacity, which allowed us to high grade, pass them till through the ore sorter and feed the plant with a better grade. We've lost that. Why have we lost it? Well, you know, during the pandemic, we had to reduce numbers. We had to reduce some of all the non-core stuff. It did have an impact in the mine. We had to simplify the mine. Instead of having, say, eight multiple faces going at any point in time, we had to simplify and reduce it to a low operation, which meant we came became a little bit of a hand-to-mouth type operation. And inevitably, the grade suffered. But, you know, we've maintained a grade of five grams. OK, I know it's not seven or eight grams like we've had historically. Uh, but the five grams still makes money. You know, our cutoff grade's two and a half. And whilst uh, it's not making, uh, you know, the ounces that we would have liked, it's still made decent but, ounces. But explain, yeah. that, explain that to me, Mike. Um, if, um, do you mind if I just ask you a question there? Because I, I, I get the fact that planning from 2019 meant that the impact of COVID, which is unforeseen for everyone, wasn't as impactful as it could have been. I get that. But why why is the grade drop from the sort of sevens and eights down to five? Right. Well, well, basically, what we have normally done historically with any vein mine, it doesn't matter what deposit you're working on, you, you, there's great variability and great erraticness in the in the resource and in the reserve. You, you never will know, like an oak pit mine, know exactly what your tons and grade are going to be for the next five years. In a vein mine, you are almost on a day-to-day basis. You, you will get surprises, good ones, bad ones. That's the way it goes. So the way you insulate yourself from all of that is you actually have more faces available at any point in time to make sure, okay, when this face goes bad, you've got another one over there that's okay, and vice versa. You've always got this flexibility, this, I like to call it optionality, as you're on your day-to-day mining. So our strategy has always been, and with your sorter, we've actually ramped up our strategy, was to actually produce out of the mine something like 750 tonnes per day of ore. And out of that 750 tons per day, we would find 500 tons per day at a higher grade. We would essentially eliminate low grade and waste out of the, the lowest 250 tons per day will be set to one side and stop hard, and we would take the cream. Obviously, what's happened with COVID, we've obviously had to, in the pandemic, we actually had to reduce that optionality, reduce some of those faces, simplify the operation, smaller workforce, and say, instead of mining all these different faces, we're just going to mine two or three. And that's fine until you obviously get some bad days. But now we basically are in a situation where we're hand to mouth and we eat what we kill. And sometimes when the grade goes down to four or five grams, well, that's it. That's what we've got. We can't suddenly go somewhere else and get 10 grams to compensate. So we're in that, we're in that moment at the moment. But what can I say? Those ounces that we haven't been mining are still there in the mine. And there for the future. So what we're doing now is we are rapidly accelerating our drilling. We're building up our development rates, and we'll be back to where we uh, was were planning to be in the first half of 2020 in 2021. Okay, so okay, I, I understand that. That, make, that makes that makes sense to me. But um, just in the, just in that, so you, are you saying that you are starting drilling again now? You are yeah. starting to play catch up now. We've we've, we've got. We've got everybody back. We've got it just about now. Since the end of September, we've just about got everything back, everyone back. Now, it's going to take – we're not going to turn this around in five minutes. You know, we've got nine months with no drilling. 
And, you know, as I said to you earlier on, we've done a lot of things um, in the mine. We've really improved maintenance. We've really, we've put maintenance workshops underground. We've actually got, you know, fuel trucks and lubrication trucks going to the machines at the faces. So instead of the machines coming out of the mine for maintenance and refueling, it's all done at the face. So the effective hours of all these machines is gone up. So we're really poised to really be able to accelerate our development. So all we need to do now is rapidly drill to prioritize that development. And then we'll really, we'll reap the rewards of this in early 2021. So the last quarter is going to be a, a period of ramping up our development. Our development's not been bad. It's, you know, we, it's not been as high as it needed to be, but it's, we've done three consecutive months of over a thousand meters a month, which is the best ever. So we're moving in the right direction. And I think, uh, you know, that's going to grow more and uh, really uh, bode well for uh, 2021. Okay, but playing catch-up is going to take money. So, you know, how what's the money situation? Well, the irony in all of this, I mean, people are focusing on the ounces um, and it's easy to say, well, yeah, you were on track to do 42,000 ounces for the year and you're only going to do like 33, 34. Yeah, <laughs> but the margin on those has been pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, at the end of the day... Um, Let's look at Q3. We started Q3 with cash holdings of around $9.6 million. We have ended Q3 with cash holdings of over $11 million. So that's $1.4 million. But on top of that, we took out of that cash $2.6 million to pay Equinox for the final payments on Coringa. So the quarter, we've made over $4 million free cash flow. By far our best quarter ever. So despite we didn't, so cash flow wise, brilliant. So we, we've got the cash. We're sitting there with $11 million. We're paying off Equinox monthly, a million a month. By the end of the year, we'll only have $4 million left to pay to purchase Coringa. Uh, by the end of Q1, we'll have bought Coringa. All out of cash flow. And in the meantime, we've ramped up our production. We've ramped up our development. Hopefully we're going to see recovery in, uh, in, in, um, in, in, in production slowly. Uh, okay, we're not going to have the spectacular year in 2020 like we pre predicted. But we'll probably have a much better year in terms of cash generation, uh, and I, you know, I think the consensus is that we're going to enjoy this economic tailwind uh, in 2021 as well. So, um, okay, that that it all it, it all bodes well for us to actually uh, keep generating positive cash and uh, not only fund those final payments on Equinox, but we can actually be pretty ambitious about our exploration aspirations as well. Okay, so, so talk to me about I, I, I can understand why you'd want to be measured in dollars rather than ounces because it looks positive. And that's obviously the state of the, the, the gold market, gold price at the moment. You'd, exp you'd expect that. But talk to me about this 11 million bucks because if, you, if you're using the language of, hey, we're going to play catch up here, you, we've got the cash to do it. How, how does that 11 million bucks break down? Because you you've got some payments, some more payments to make to Equinox. How much is left for the drilling component to play catch up and how much is left for exploration to kind of see what else you've got around the mine? Well, the, the drilling is kind of a bit mixed up because we've now got, we've actually now got one, five rigs now. Five rigs have just come back, two underground rigs, which are purely drilling in the mine, doing underground drilling, infill and mine exploration. We've dedicated uh, at the moment two of the surface rigs to mine step out drilling again to help the mine plan for the next three to five months. And then we've got one exploration rig uh, at the moment drilling in South Chico. So at the moment, most of the drilling, it, it, it is actually mine site drilling, but in about two to three months time, we will step up the, we'll move one of those rigs from mine site into, into more 
pure exploration, looking for, for new targets. Um, so at the moment, I mean, cash flow wise, we're going to be spending a million a month on um, on the assumption we're generating about a million a month cash flow. That's almost going straight out the door to Equinox. Um, and we're running down our cash ever so slightly um, on the, uh, or we will be, on this increased exploration effort. This probably going to be in the order of half a million dollars a month uh, on, on sort of um, regional stroke mine site exploration. So, so we'll be spending outside our, um, uh, our operations uh, probably about $1.5 million on Equinox, on Coringa or and regional exploration, uh, basically, more and, or less. And with the Brazilian rail um, decreasing in value, is that giving you more meters in terms of drilling? Is it, is it, oh, yeah. Has it got cheaper? Big time. Every, 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 I mean, this is the cheapest drilling it's ever been. It's like uh, 350 reais a meter, which is like $50, $60. It used to be 200. It's, it's, it's just, uh, you, you know, it's incredible. It's, it's brilliant. And we can do our own assaying in-house as well, which means we sample prep and assay, which is another big cost normally, and we, we do that as well. So uh, we, it's, it's great value at the moment. Great value. So why? So just to understand, because it, given that you're playing catch up and it's about getting answers into the ore sorter, you know, processed and you know, sold, why spend m- money on exploration at this point? Well, uh, at the end of the day, we we you can't actually, you know, from an underground mine itself, you cannot actually. I mean, we're probably limited to about forty thousand ounces anyway. We all know that. You know, we've we've we're trying to fill in the gaps between this whole sort of how do we grow our company? We've almost got three scenarios. We've got Coringa, which is being permitted down the road, permitting uh, outstanding permitting issues there to get through. Polito process plant. When we get over this little mini pandemic hump and we get back to normal, plant constrained operation. Need to know what we're going to do there. Does it just defy more plant capacity? That's going to depend on the exploration success in and around Polito. Does it just, can we turn that exploration success into production houses? Therefore, does it justify plant expansion at Polito? Then over to Sao Chico. Okay, another mine producing quite nicely. Um, tremendous potential to expand that. The question then will be, well, if you're going to, are we going to continue trucking all that ore from Sao Chico? And if that doubles, are we going to continue trucking it all the way to Polito? Or should we actually expand, have a small production centre there instead, which might stop us expanding the plant at Polito? Because if the Polito plant is suddenly liberated from the Chico feed, that plant's perfectly big enough. The only way we're going to answer these questions is by drill holes. We can see it talking about that for the next five years. We, we won't know... So it's competition for capital between these three areas in a way. And now, of course, you saw in our press release, we picked up these two areas called uh, uh, Fofoca and Sao Domingo. And uh, those two, the Fofoca tenement really interests me because it's got quite a lot of artisanal um, activity on it. And out, those IP anomalies, those geophysical anomalies we're drilling at Sao Chico run straight into that tenement. So that is very exciting very interesting tenement um further to the west we've got this one called sao domingos now this one i i I love i love this and i wanted to get this at this this tenement for a long time uh it was offered to us a long time ago outrageous money couldn't afford it um it's come to us again we bought it for peanuts uh got the tenements the, the 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 rights for peanuts 
it's got today on it some really exceptional artisanal uh, operations, some past, some present. Uh, saw it with my own eyes, grades looking really great. If that thing's got, it's a walk up drill target, it really is. Uh, it doesn't, you know, just got to walk up and drill it four, five, ten holes, whatever. And uh, we drill underneath that, and it's got any, de any depth extent to it. Um, uh, that'll be a significant uh, find for a company of our size, without doubt. Um, so can't wait to drill it. And we will be, uh, the guys there as I speak, you know, beginning to cut in roads and get ready to drill it. So that's, uh, if we get something there, that's going to be a real, uh, a real boost for us. So, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're looking forward to that one. And I think it could bring some great news flow in the next, uh, the next month. I mean, those, they're nice problems to have, Mike. You know, so that, you know, those are three quite nice choices to, to pick from, but, you know, in your mind, what would you be focused on? What makes most sense for you in terms of the allocation of capital? If you had to pick one. Got to go with confidence. So it's got to be Coringa right now. I mean, it's a 500,000 ounce resource there. The plant is there. It's, we're well down the track with the permitting. We are, so we're well, 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 this is becoming a very advanced project, um, getting ready to build. And at the end of the day, you know, all the previous, uh, um, previous um, uh, operators, uh, they've not touched the sides there either. You know, there's so much upside there as well. And, uh, you know, we could go there and spend exploration dollars doing, filling in all the gaps and looking for all the extensions. And that could be a very long life resource as well uh, and, and amplify production rate. All we know at the moment is there's enough there to start a very nice profitable operation. And that is it. That's it. The other ones at the end of the day, I know I, know I wax lyrical about Takala, I think it's absolutely fantastic, which I do, which I do, but it is at the moment still only uh, a prospect. And uh, to move it forward to be something more than that, we need some drilling first. But at uh, this moment in time, Karinga's our, uh, our number one priority. Okay. So what would you say to people with regards to this release? I mean, you're, you're painting a sort of a positive picture here, but, you know, Production's down, the, the grade's down. I appreciate you've got cash in the, in the bank now, but how, what, should, what should people feel reading this? Well, production's not down for some kind of problem with your body. The production's down for very clear reasons. We just haven't got, we just haven't had the variety of workplaces. So that's nothing to worry about. That's going to bounce back. It might not bounce back immediately, but it'll bounce back. Confident, absolutely confident. We're drilling, we're starting. And so despite that, we've still, had, we've still got a very modest, satisfactory, reasonable level of production, which has made good money. Our cash position is better than we'd ever envisaged or anticipated, which is, which is great. The exploration upside um, is really positive. Uh, I, I, you know, I love these new acquisitions we've got. I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited about them. I really am. I think they're going to be great. Uh, I really do. Uh, and, LP at Coringa, I, I I don't want to sound sort of, I don't know, pessimistic, but I, I was amazed that these guys actually sat down and met in September. I just thought, oh, they'll delay and delay and delay. No, they sat, met, and bang, gave us the LP, and it was just like completely out. We knew about a week before, and bang, then it happened, and uh, we have the LP, which is fantastic. And so that, that now means that's the most important, difficult, hardest license to get with all the stakeholders need to agree. It means we've got public support, huge because the public support, if you haven't got public support, in my, I've worked on enough operation uh, projects where if, you, if you're fighting public support and you haven't got that, you're doomed. But we've got that. So that's happened, which means we can really drive on with Coringa. We're now with construction license and all the other stuff, which is pretty procedural. Uh, you know, and we could be sitting here in sort of six months' time, ready to 
put the shovel in the ground. Great stuff, Mike. Confident about Q4? Much more confident about Q4, definitely. Good man. Okay. Um, well, look, Mike, th thanks for that. I mean, thanks, thanks for taking the call. I know you're probably exhausted from your you know, time in Brazil, even when I just got back. But um, let us know how things are progressing. Um, we'd love to, we'd love, we like the story. We'd like to see how things are going in country, obviously. And uh, anyone news, just let us know, okay? Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.